Whoa, hold up. What's this? Who's here? Is it's here? me. I'm here. Oh, sh- oh, Schmoly. Hey, what's good? What's how you good, doing, bro? big fella? Hey, hey I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. Long time, long time. Yeah. It's been a very long time. Uh, I think uh, last time, uh, I think dinosaurs were roaming the earth. Uh, yeah. No, it wasn't that long. I mean, shoot, we at least had a mammal or two. <laughs> but yeah, no. <laughs> How you doing, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Oldie Sports Podcast. Hey, and it's it's good to be back. It's good to have another episode going. And thank you for coming along. Yeah, of course, we want to talk about sports. There's definitely a whole lot of stuff that's been going on. Mostly just going to focus on NBA and NFL today. Yes, if you're tuning in, I believe the uh, last episode we did was shortly after the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or I think it was a little bit before when we was... discussed, like, uh, you know, where we think the teams were going. And basically, we just kind of did a whole recap of the season as a whole. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but now uh, free agency is, uh, as you know, it's, it's come. It's, it's, it's brought us a lot of surprises, a lot of surprises. And also, the NBA is on the way. It's, uh, the NBA is happening. Yeah, it's actually probably uh, some of the best time in sports, honestly. Uh, you got NFL free agency, which honestly sometimes is more exciting than during the season just because all these out of left field moves that we get. And then, yeah, it's basketball season. Very close to mm-hmm. the playoffs. Yeah, and this NFL free agency was a little bit different because of COVID. I mean, normally it's hard to, you know, when players go, it, it's just hard for a player to end up in free agency. A lot of times they're like re-signed before the free agent market even, you know, gets here or they're traded. But we saw a lot of, lot of big names hit free agency. And uh, although some teams decided that the salary cap doesn't exist and was able to bring <laughs> back their guys, a lot of teams were able to, uh, you know, make big moves and get some big name players on their team. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Uh, but before we get into that, let's let's talk about this NBA because uh, the trade deadline just passed and we saw some saw some very crazy trades happen there. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, right? Which which uh, which trade really spoke out to you right off the bat? Oh, well, obviously the trade I'm going to go with is Victor Oladipo on the Heat. Ooh. Let's go. Oh, my go. goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. No, I, I think that was a, a really great trade. They traded uh, Avery Bradley and Kelly O, who was like, whatever. Like, who cares about those guys? Olenek, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, they got Oladipo. He's going to be uh, great for their offense. Now, I do I do still worry. I think just the Heat. Uh, generally have trouble with their defense uh which you know i was kind of hoping they could you know get a you know another big man up in there like uh lamarcus aldridge but uh, mm-hmm. uh well that well, that's a hey that's a i thought he was going to the heat too i <laughs> thought he was going to the heat too. everybody thought he was going to the heat <laughs> but nah man we everybody wants to ride the uh the brooklyn dick train over there so whatever <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hey, Steve Nash is their coach, which means uh, that they probably don't even have a coach. It's like self-governance. It's, they're the first <laughs> sovereign team in the NBA. 
they're pretty much what democracy <laughs> should be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're what democracy is. A bunch of rich dudes coming together to uh, try to be on top of the league. Uh, yeah. They're succeeding, unfortunately. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, yeah, I mean, congratulations! You, you built, you built, to, you built the Avengers. But remember, they're not first. They're not first. I mean, the seventy sixes process has been messy. But <laughs> holy moly, that process has come together. I mean, they're only two losses behind and one win behind. For all we know, that six, Sixers could have themselves a little collapse. Not the way that uh, 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 big man. Not the way. I mean, shoot. First of all, Justin Simmons made a three this season, which is <laughs> absolutely incredible. But but Joel Embiid is like. I mean, gosh. I guess all of his stomach problems were were solved because this man has been playing out of his mind this season. Yeah, definitely MVP caliber. He has dealt with a few injuries here and there, but you know he's still having a really great season. Mm-hmm. Uh, another dude having a really great season, Nikola Jokic, and uh, the Denver Nuggets getting Aaron Gordon. Make Aaron Gordon. I'm sorry, makes me as a Blazers fan a, a bit nervous. A bit <laughs> nervous. <laughs> I mean, I don't know uh, about necessarily scoring potential, but the Denver Nuggets they didn't need another score. What they needed was a guy like Aaron Gordon that they could just put on. You know, some of the toughest dude in the leagues. I mean, this guy can hang with the best of them, honestly. So let's not forget, Orlando did get a win against Milwaukee in the bubble last season. I do believe that Aaron Gordon's defense had a lot to play with that. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, Aaron Gordon was a nice addition for their team and could maybe get the Nuggets over that uh that little hump they get when they went against the uh, yeah. Lakers there. Yeah, maybe, maybe the Lakers. I mean, shout out to the Lakers because they one they're in line to get Andre Drummond, but we haven't uh, seen that trade happen yet. But two, without AD and a uh, very aging LeBron James, they've been able to stay top five in the in the West, and and that's no slouch because the West is a very contentious uh, conference, very contentious. Yeah, but I mean now. LeBron is out for a bit now. AD, I mean, he's, it should be coming back soon. Who knows how much the Lakers can hold <laughs> until they get back. Right, right, right. Uh, I mean, they're going to lose a couple of games here and there, but, I mean, they're still primed to be in the playoffs. Uh, and, you know, there's 72 games this season, so there's still some time left for them to uh, clear. I mean, they're just they're only four games behind first. Uh, sorry, five games behind first. They're only five games behind first, so you know, plenty of time for them to uh, to you know come back, make a little bit of run, get at least into the top three if they can get a couple of wins over the Clippers down the stretch. But we'll see. What do you think about uh, the Raptors deciding to not trade Kyle Lowry? You know, there were a lot of talks about. Um, that. I absolutely love the decision but I will admit it it was a dumb decision I, I mean, <laughs> like look I, I think Kyle Lowry is a great guy me and him could definitely enjoy a couple of beers together but at the end of the day I mean the Raptors could have gotten a, a haul for Kyle Lowry not just because he's you know uh, he, he's, he's been one of the best Raptors 
uh, since Vince Carter, but also the fact that he's an effort player, he's a team player, and he doesn't care about, you know, uh, lighting up. He, he clearly does not care about lighting up the stat board. He does the little things it takes to win. He, he'll draw the fouls. You know, he'll he'll make the good flops. You know, he'll he'll pass it to his teammates. He's a real good team player, and I do believe that any team that wanted him would give up a decent haul just to have him. Um, but they kept them. They kept the team together. So, you know, what's what's the definition of insanity? <laughs> Doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, I mean, I think it might also just been the fact that. You know, Kyle Lowry is kind of an aging player, you know, and he's not, I wouldn't say he's not like, you know, like, I mean, he's a superstar, but he's not like, like you said, just kind of a, he's just mostly of a, a bit above average role player. He's not going to be like a LeBron or a Curry or something like that. That you're really going to give up the, the fan, to give up, you know, like, you know, whole future for. So it could have just been that maybe they just didn't find uh, a very valuable trade deal like that teams were offering and you know, they just decided you know we're, we're losing the season anyways let's just <laughs> let's roll with our guys yeah. and uh come back next year and uh, see what we can do true true i do like the idea of keeping the band together as opposed to you know trying to blow up the whole engine in in hopes of what a few more wins and, and another losing season just to miss the playoffs i mean Hey, keep friends together, and when the offseason comes, you know, make the changes done, I guess. Yeah, I'm like what the Magic did. <laughs> Mark <laughs> Fultz going to come back and be like, who are you people? <laughs> Dude's got rid of the whole team. Holy moly, Mark Fultz. Uh, did you see what he put on Twitter, Twitter where he, uh, he, he had the, um, the, the Captain Jack or whatever? He said, uh, look at me. I am the captain now. Like, <laughs> that's his team, baby. <laughs> I mean, at least he's, uh, he's taking all that shit in stride. Like, like I gotta trade everybody and they're fine. Like, I'm leading them. Yeah. I mean, I think that's all you uh, can really do. You know? yeah. I mean, in a sense, because Mar- Markel Fultz is a good player that not enough people talk about, in my opinion. Um, but at the end of the day, like, hey, all of his friends are gone. The magic is blowing up, going into a full rebuild. I'm pretty sure Markel Fultz is going to enjoy a nice little fat contract. Uh, if he wants to sign an extension, he can do so. Um, and he, he's going to have a lot of rookies uh, coming through. Yeah, either he'll do that or, you know, he'll uh, eventually just leave and sign with the Nets like everybody else. Why not? Also. <laughs> Also, also possible. Also possible. <laughs> I'm tired of losing. You know what? I'm just gonna sign the Nets. You all know, you know <laughs> they're the new Buccaneers out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah true, 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 true. The, the Nets are that fun of the NBA. Uh, but I mean, hey, that's what you're gonna do. Um, hey, bro. Uh, what would you say? Uh. What do you say? What do you say about the Clippers doing Lou Williams dirty like how they did him? Man, that was, that was just wrong to me, man. Like Lou Williams, he's been such a such a key player for that team. You know, he's got six yeah. man of the year, I think, what, multiple times. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, yes, he did. I mean, even though he's like a six Save man that kind of starts, but <laughs> you know, he's Save. six man that gets. Uh, like 30 minutes a game <laughs> but you know, he's still he's, he's been doing his he's been doing his role well he's doing his job 
move on and they just you know just, I don't want to say they sent them off to die because Atlanta you know was actually doing pretty well for themselves but yeah yeah number six in the east they're, they're not bad yeah I mean they just you know just to get rid of a guy loyal for that for Rondo uh, <laughs> I don't see where the upgrade is personally like I get like Rondo is definitely probably a smarter player but I don't know I don't, I don't think it's going to be much to really right. help their team, if I'm being completely honest. Right. Right. I, um, no, I, I kind of agree. I, in my opinion, it's kind of a downgrade. I, I feel as though the Clippers felt like they were so desperate for a point guard, which is why they made this decision. But, I mean, if you ask me, like, uh, Rondo, aside from when he was playing off in the bubble, like his three-point shooting isn't all that great um he's a decent he's a great passer uh but he's not all that tall you know i mean he's an effort player but he's aging so his speed is waning a little bit i mean he's look he's an incredibly smart player and when you paired him with lebron james like great things happen because you had two field generals that were able to like just pick apart defenses because they've been in the game for so long and have been studied so much but at the end of the day it's like well when you're when you're looking to secure some spots in the regular season Rajon Rondo is going to miss those streaks like Rajon Rondo is like I'm, he, he's he's going to get dunked on you know <laughs> like, and when you're going and when you have to pair him against some of the speedier point guards I mean we're ta- we're looking at Jamal Murray uh, Dane Lillard uh uh, 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 Donovan Mitch. I mean, yeah, Donovan Mitchell. Like, I'm sorry, he, he can't stand up to those dudes. So, uh, you know, I think the Clippers kind of shot themselves in the foot by getting rid of a really good bench player for a kind of good bench player. Yeah, definitely, I agree. Mm-hmm. But at least he gets to go back to Atlanta. So, hopefully, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I saw his, uh, his, his tweet. He was he was about to retire when I was saying that trade. He was like, you know what? I'm gonna stay, and then, uh, I'm gonna just do my best. I'm gonna just do my job. I was like, respect. Yeah, <laughs> they did you dirty. Yeah, man. for real, for real. I, I do think though, like pairing him with Trey Young, um, that's gonna be quite quite amazing. I, I think uh, you know Trey Young. First of all, can shoot one of the funniest looking dudes in the in the NBA, right? But one thing you cannot deny is this dude's school. <laughs> hey, this dude can shoot from anywhere in the field. He was sitting down on the side of the court and shot a, shot a fucking three from the chair, all right? So I, who gives a crap about how he looks? <laughs> <laughs> he makes more money than me. He stacks more bread than me. He gets more bitches than me. <laughs> I can call him ugly. <laughs> Damn, son. But, <laughs> shoot, I, I ain't afraid to admit it. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, but, but I, I do think uh, having a guy like Lou Williams and veteran presence for, for a fairly young and on-the-rise uh, Atlanta Hawks team is going to be nothing but beneficial. Absolutely nothing but beneficial. Yeah. We'll see how it all plays out. Will it help the Hawks? Mm-hmm get to the finals I don't think so <laughs> nah Hawks aren't ready yet Hawks aren't ready 
uh, any other trades that you felt were um, to discuss? Let's see. Let's see. Oh, uh, the Bulls getting uh, what's his face? Um, Vucevic. Uh, yeah. uh, am I saying it right? I, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. I'm not uh, a <laughs> whatever they're whatever country those guys are from. I forget. Yeah, yeah. Eastern European. Eastern. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Vucevic. Yes. Um, yeah. Actually, well, I mean, that goes back to the Magic and just you know, literally just. Depleting their whole team, <laughs> blowing up their team. Yeah. Good for the Bulls, though. Uh, yeah. They kind of needed a definitely a star player there in the center position, and you know, will it be enough to kind of help them get back into the playoff race? Uh, I think it. I think it actually will. I think. Uh, I mean, Vucevic is a star. He's yeah. a great player. Should be enough to at least you know get them bit over the hump right, right now they're this in 10th I mean they're, they're gonna be they're in place yeah. the, uh, play in but you know mm. they have to win it's a tough goals. place to be yeah they gotta win what two two in a row two, two in a row mm. yeah they gotta win two in a row uh they're so uh yeah, it's tough. But Vucevic is a steady, sto- steady scorer and a good defender. Like, to me, I mean, if I was a Bulls fan, it would I would have the same excitement as Blazers fans had when Ines Cantor was coming to the Blazers. Because, I mean, you know, uh, and that's another trade I want to talk about in this. But, but um, Ines Cantor, when, he, when the Blazers signed him, I was jumping joy. And everybody's like, Nez, is he really all that good? And I'm like, yes, yes, he is, because he's a rebounding machine, a passing god, and has a nice little sweet touch. Plus, fucking Nikola, oh, not, not Nikola Jokic. Oh, jeez, all these Eastern Europeans. <laughs> <laughs> but our, our, our usual center, uh, is, he's injured every, yes, Nurkic. Oh, my gosh. Nurkic is injured every single year. I mean, yeah, he's a great sure. scorer and an effort player, but oh my gosh, every and right around playoff time too. So having a <laughs> nice canter to take a lot of that weight off and still put up some scoring and still, you know, get the rock. Ah, uh, I'm loving. So I think uh, uh, Vucevic is going to be exactly the same. Where, hey man, the Bulls, you you have a centerpiece to continue to like build your team around and with so should be very excited very excited um and also uh let's see let's see where the blazers um that's the next team i want to uh that be talk about because the blazers got Norman Powell and boy I'll tell you I'm hype okay because the Blazers right they've had their chances and the thing about it is that we've either had we've either got beat by Anthony Davis and the Pelicans or we got beat by the best team in the NBA in the Golden State Warriors okay but (laughs) right now Dame is playing out of his mother freaking mind and is shooting it from 
half court. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you know how many times I played 2K and wish I could just cross the half court line and be like, all right, here we go. <laughs> this dude is doing it in real life. So first of all, his gravity and his, like the amount of attention he commands on the floor, it already puts the Blazers at advantage because it's the similar uh, scenario where you have a guy like Steph Curry where it's like you cannot leave him open. It's going to tire people out. And then you add Norman Powell to the mix uh, where, I mean, 19.6 points per game he's averaging right now. Fast, speedy dude. It just adds more firepower and is pretty decent on um, and is pretty decent on defense. Oh, I think the Blazers have the skill to beat anybody. Now, that doesn't mean that we're locking for the finals. That does not mean. But I do believe, although Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood have been, you know, uh, good effort players, very solid players, Norman Powell gives us that consistency where the Blazers could go in night to night and and do what they do best, which is outscore motherfuckers. Because on defense, yeah, we kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what the We're league good is enough to... <laughs> Literally just score as many points yeah. as you can. <laughs> Forget defense. True, Who true, cares? true. I remember growing up, man, seeing 100 points getting scored in the game. You're like, whoa, this is a high-scoring game. Now 100 points get scored. You're like, where was everybody? <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, this is... You know? Damn, people, this is some really good defense. Like... <laughs> <laughs> real though real but yeah I'm I'm really hyped about uh, Norman Powell I mean 43% uh, three point shooter uh, super efficient from the field shooting at almost uh, about 87% um, averaging a steal a game like this dude is uh, I mean he is an effort freaking player so uh, and he doesn't turn the ball over a lot, which is very nice. You know, that's that's something that you know the Blazers need to do. As long as they don't beat themselves and keep on scoring, we are good to go. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, mm-hmm. Toronto is able to get, get my boy Gary Trent a better role there because uh, uh, my fantasy needs him. Yeah, uh, I've been dealing with some injuries, <laughs> so uh, I've had to count on yeah. my boy a little bit. Right. And I do think it's good for Gary Trent, too. I think he's going to be able to get more minutes on a team that's, like, right on the outside of the playoff race. And honestly, I don't think they're fighting for too much. Um, You know, I I do believe that their coach is going to work around with a lot of lineups. And I think Gary Trent is going to have an opportunity to shine out up there in Toronto. So, uh, you know, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Uh, Any other trades you'd like to discuss? I think there was one more trade that I have to just want to kind of bring it up, mention it a little bit. Uh, ah, yes, uh, Denver, uh, Quarren Gordon also as well uh, acquired uh, JaVale McGee. Yeah, just uh, something that also. Uh, yes. Should just be a. Uh, Pretty decent bench player for them. Well, I just find that funny how yeah. it just comes full circle. Used to be on Denver and now back to Denver again. Just all <laughs> these guys just going back to <laughs> the teams they're on. 
<laughs> right, right. Homecoming for a lot of these players. Great. Right. Other than that, that's pretty much most of what went down. At least a lot of yeah. nameable players of the right. trade deadline. I mean, there's some others. Um, Spurs got a couple of people. Um, Jazz got some dude from the Raptors. Uh, you know, there's some other chances. But for the most part, like, I think the big ones we pretty much covered. Um, Celtics got some people, but who cares about those guys? <laughs> yeah, fuck the Celtics. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, so right. with that, that's everything for NBA. We will now transition into NFL free agency. Oh, buddy. So I want oh, you to tell me. buddy. Uh, what were. Give me at least one of your. What do you think was one of the best trade? One of the best free agency acquisitions? And what was one of the worst? Okay. My favorite, uh, or you know what, oh, yeah, one of my favorite. Oh, um, great! Now, now all of a sudden, my laptop is acting the Mickey. <laughs> <sighs> but anywho, yeah, one of my favorite uh, free agency trades has to be Carl Lawson to the Jets. I mean. First of all, the Jets have signed a lot of dudes that I like, right? The, the Jets have been making some, some serious moves, some good moves. But the reason why I have to choose Carl Lawson is because he was a great player on a very bad team, okay? Um, but last year with the Cincinnati... Oh, no, where are the stats? <laughs> last year with the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, two forced fumbles, uh, uh goodness gracious two forced fumbles 32 uh qb hits uh five and a half sacks i mean he dealt with some injuries but uh, i mean this dude is is a productive player man um i think he's a beast and i think the uh the jets all had a pretty decent uh defensive line but now you're gonna wear him with uh quentin williams at defensive tackle and all of a sudden, you're, you're looking at a Jets front four that's uh, going to make a splash in the AFC East. I mean, for a while now, the Jets defense has kind of been the talk of the town, the, the one real saving grace that's, that's really kept them, you know, even alive in a lot of games, uh, especially when Jamal Adams is there. They were uh, top 10 in defense once, and even though that they, they were one of the worst teams in the league, last season they still had a defense that was like believe it or not I 22nd and and the craziest part about that is that their offense was just so unformidably awful that you know their defense just had to play gas the entire time similar to the uh, Chicago Bears but uh, the difference is that you know they still were very stingy with the run as a matter of fact still incredibly stingy with the run game and um, I had, had uh, a decent amount of turnovers uh, and a decent, you know, pass, pass defense. But now we just we just doubled up and explode. You know, they, they got Marcus Maybach. I mean, it's, look, 
the the Jets finding Carl Lawson to really shore up what they needed um, uh, on that defensive line. Absolutely, absolutely love it. I am, I am a fan. <sighs> what am I least? Carl Lawson. Yeah. Very good. Uh, you say what now? No, I'm saying Carl Lawson was good. I agree. Yes, yes, yes. One of my least favorite signings, however, and um, uh, I don't. I mean, it happened in free agency, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, consider it. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, one of my least favorite signings is Leonard Williams. Hey, I'm sorry. I think he was very productive. I think he had standout here. I think you know he was disruptive in the back at times. But what I don't think is, I don't think he should be making more than Shaq Barrett. Now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers signed Shaq Barrett to a four-year, $72 million deal. And the uh, New York Giants signed Leonard Williams to a three-year, $63 million deal. I mean, there's no reason why Leonard Williams should be making 21 mil a year while Shaq Barrett is making 18 mil. And, like, granted, like, okay, yeah, uh, Shaq Barrett has more time, so they can space it out more, and eventually he's going to get more money. But when you're talking about cap hit, I mean, Leonard Williams, is, is that's a heavy-ass hit, uh, especially for, for a defensive end. I mean, the they had to get rid of Dalvin Tomlinson, who was a, an incredible effort player, um, an, an incredible team player, and a homegrown giant. Uh, by homegrown, I mean drafted him like, but a but a decent giant that was on that line putting in work and and stopping the run. I mean, he was a big boy, but you know, so getting rid of him to sign Leonard Williams for all that money, I feel like Leonard Williams probably should have, like, if if we signed him at sixteen mil, I would have been perfectly fine. Signing him at eighteen mil, I'd have been like, eh, but would have been okay. But signing him at twenty one mil a year for the next three years, I'm sorry. Unless that last year is completely voidable, I, I'm just not a fan of that, that signing. What about you, man? Well, what do you feel like the your what's what's your favorite and least favorite signings in the NFL? Um, well, just to add on a bit to Leonard Williams, it definitely is a, a very not the best contract, but uh, well, I think. Well, one for this year coming 2021, it's only 11 mil cap hit. And uh, next year, I mean, that's when it actually increases to like 26, I think. But they do have a potential out uh, leading into 2023. So they have an option at least there. You know, if he doesn't doesn't pan out uh, in these next two years, then, you know, they won't lose as much trying to cut him. Like I said, it's still not the best contract, but I don't think it's like super terrible. But it is terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But uh, right. yeah. So, uh, best signing for me, I'd say, honestly, man, it might just have to be the Houston Texans as a whole. Like, yeah. And they just they just went around grabbing a bunch of just a bunch of like you know high 
upside players. And I feel like just considering just all the the negativity that's around their organization and just grabbing all these players, you know, it just it just feels like kinda like it's you know, a good thing to try to build up at least something going for this team. I mean they literally signed the most players in free agents. You thought the Patriots were on the spending spree, like these guys <laughs> these yeah. guys did that before the Patriots. Yeah, they were Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, Christian Kirksey, uh, got Shaq Lawson from the Dolphins. They got right Marcus Cannon from the Patriots. They Tate Davis, Joe Thomas, Chris Conley, Terrence Mitchell. Right. Like they, <laughs> these guys went on a spending spree. A lot of very short deals. That honestly, most of them around the five, six million range. Like they're not costing them too much. They're gonna bring in a bunch of guys, see what works, and you know, come a year or two later, you know, once they have this whole Deshaun Watson situation figured out, you know, they'll be in a better position to kind of build their team back up again. Uh, and honestly, right. I feel like that's the way to do it. Like you know, this team has been through the ringer, <laughs> as we all know. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Bill O'Brien, man. He was giving out the best discounts in the league. I swear <laughs> to goodness, man. Uh, but you know what? I think the franchise guy said it best where he said uh, the the craziest thing was that the, the one player that's probably holding the Houston Texans back is Deshaun Watson with this whole controversy going yeah. on. Yeah, Watson plays like a, a team constantly probably pretty decent. If not, then Yeah. One overall pick. <laughs> nah, probably not even that bad, to be honest. <laughs> nah. Uh, I think that's going to the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Don't, don't we, I, I hope so, man. I hope so. <laughs> um, I also want to add on to this one because, I mean, that was just like a whole team. But another pretty yeah. good signing. It is a division rival. Definitely not the Cowboys. It is the Washington football team. And getting Curtis oh. Samuel. That was yeah. that was mm, such a good sign. Yeah. Curtis Samuel just together there yeah. with Terry McLaurin. Then they obviously added Ryan Fitzpatrick as quarterback as well. And we all know just Curtis Samuel, he just has the ability to just, you know, just the kind of guy get him in space, get him the football, and you just let him do his magic, man. And, they needed somebody. They need somebody like that. They needed somebody like that on offense, man. And fortunate that my Giants have to go against that. But uh, it's alright because we uh, NYPD is back and we have the best secondary in the league. So I, I don't want to hear it. You know it. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, very good signing. If they manage to figure out the quarterback situation, uh, I'm I'm honestly kind of worried about the Washington football team. But that's only yeah. oh, because um... Ryan Fitzpatrick is good, but. He's not, he's not going to, I don't think he's getting to a Super Bowl. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to win you some games. He, that's just, if but you're also, trying to tank, don't try to tank with Ryan Fitzpatrick, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what you get. Still, but, uh, I mean, the Washington football team has built themselves. A squad. Yeah, and I hate it because, you know, I mean, I like it because it's like, yes, I want that team to uptrend. I don't want the Eagles or the Cowboys to uptrend. I like that the fact that they're downtrending. Yeah. It's good. But it's like, right. man, now we're Giants starting to uptrend. Now we got to 
got a division rival with these guys, but it's okay because uh, yeah. we've swept them two years in a row. So it's all good. It's just gonna oh, continue, right? Always felt like. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely right. <laughs> Danny <laughs> oh. Dimes, the football team killer. <laughs> um, but yeah. but uh, I'll tell you what, I, I, sorry to interject real quick, but I've always felt like in that division, the, the Giants and Washington fans are always like the gentlemanly, excuse me, respectful fans, you know, come in, shake hands, have a have a good match while the Cowboys and Eagles fans are just some of the worst people on earth. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> Eagles fans booed an eight-year-old I mean, dog. It's mostly just because the Giants and the football team, you know, they've just been at the, usually at the bottom for a while, so mostly just been the Cowboys and the Eagles fans just being pain in the asses and Blah 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 blah. Knowing that, I mean, the no, but the worst part is that, that they never won anything. <laughs> but they're pain in the asses even when, like, oh my gosh, I hate it so. They're pain in the asses even when they're losing. Like, remember Cowboys fans? Nah, nah, man. It's all right. We got the we got the rap rocket. We won a game. We gonna make it. We just got a division. We the boat. Like, oh my gosh. Like. Uh, <laughs> that's a oh, that's another topic oh, for another day. That's not a yeah. you know, Cowboys haters. All the Cowboys fans are mad at us. Even though they probably already are at this point. If you've been listening to this podcast, they're, they're mad at anybody <laughs> that's not a Cowboys fan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's go into the the worst signing, and this is definitely a terrible signing. And that is the Green Bay Packers resigning. Actually, yeah, just everything the Green Bay Packers did. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go into this, bro. Aaron Jones. <laughs> you paid this man oh $12 million. And then you let yeah. your superstar center go. Why? Right. Right. And you know what? You know nobody what? had a backup running back. Exactly. You drafted a running back in the second round last year. Like, if you if you didn't have, if you didn't do that, maybe, okay. Still don't make sense. Why would you let your center go? But fine. But you drafted a running back in the second round last year. And now you're going to pay Aaron Jones $12 million for your second round pick right. to just back up him. Like, I get it. Aaron Jones is an yeah. integral part in the offense. I, I definitely agree. Like, if they lose him, they, they, they might have some hurt to their offense. But you have Aaron freaking Rodgers. And you have Devontae freaking Adams. And if you mm-hmm. instead put that money to your center... You're probably still gonna be okay, and you know maybe draft a receiver, you know whatever. Yeah, everybody's been saying you'll probably be fine. You're still gonna be a good team, but nah, screw it. Let's give twelve million dollars to Aaron Jones. Retarded. Right. And then and then they decided to re-sign Mr. Burt Toast himself, Kevin. Kevin. Ain't no goddamn kink. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you freaking kidding me, dog? This dude this single-handedly really lost you your NFC Championship game. And you're like, yeah, nah, let's get him on a one-year $6 million deal. Excuse me? Like, we'll give him one more chance. Like, dude, you could have probably gotten <sighs> that. I think Patrick Peterson signed for less. Or about the same amount of money. But... Yeah. <laughs> Why would you... Yeah. And then last but not least, they're like, let's, uh, let's bring back Mercedes, please. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I don't know. It felt like they could have just sent him to free agency or sent him on a trade 
and then, you know, gotten maybe a later round pick to get a later round receiver to cover him. Felt like that could have been easily like easily done. Easily. But uh Nope. Green Bay Packers, man. Uh yeah, that front office is Nope, nope. I swear to God if they didn't have Aaron Rodgers, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if they didn't have Aaron Rodgers, this team would be so sad. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, this team would be on, like, I'm, but that's the NFC North for you, man. I don't know what is up with that division. Because you look at it and you're like, okay, well, the Lions stink, the Bears stink, and the Vikings stink. So, obviously, the Packers are going to be good. But I think we fooled ourselves. into. And you know what? You know what? I take my apology back. I take my apology back. Because, yes, the Packers did stink. The Packers do stink. And if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers having literally the best gosh darn MVP season that almost any quarterback has ever had, I mean, like he threw what four in what four interceptions the entire year. Like, I mean, this dude played out of his absolute forty-eight touchdowns, right? Four touchdowns for every interception. If it wasn't for him having that kind of game, and it wasn't for Devontae Adams figuring out, how to, you know, how to put on those Sonic shoes. And just burn every corner that tried to, that tried to match up against him, the Packers would be nowhere. They would be nowhere, and we'd be talking about the NFC North the same way we talk about the NFC East. <laughs> but because the North has Rodgers and Stafford, and I'll even give it to Cousins, you know, they're just they're just kind of in a slightly better situation. But no, oh, don't, don't yeah, forget, I, I don't forget completely. about the MVP, Mitch Trubisky. All right. MVP. Oh, the N- yeah, the, true, true. The first MVP in the league. First MVP in the league. I got to give him that. Yeah. And as a Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. NFC North, like, <laughs> if not for the Packers, man, that it would be a sad division. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's, those were the, that was what I, I mean, I pretty much went the whole team, but. Yeah, Green Bay Packers. I mean, there's not much else to say about those guys. Dude. Yeah. They just, I don't know, I don't know what's with that front office. They just, they hate spending money. They hate like trying to better their team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't, I, I don't remember the last time where I've watched the, and I've watched the Green Bay Packers make like any kind of offseason moves and have been like, wow, they're really shaking it up this year. Like, no, yeah. they, they. A couple years ago, they they did. They did to make a couple moves. They got, I think, Adrian Amos, and then they got uh, Zadarius Smith, I think, in, like, the same agency class. So, you know, that was, like, the one time. Yeah, and guess what? Hey, they actually went to an NFC Championship <laughs> with that. Like, hey, <laughs> you made moves, and you guys actually did st- went went somewhere. Like, <laughs> right. let me try it again. Right. Right. You know, but, oh, the frick well. What you gonna do? Oh gosh. But uh, yeah. So Honestly, something else I wanted to talk about. that organization. Is uh, talk about a couple <laughs> of these. On. Talk about a couple of these trades that happened. Uh, most notably, just recent, we had the San Francisco 49ers trading the number 12 overall pick, uh, first rounder next year, 
a third rounder next year and a first rounder in 2023 for the third overall that the Miami Dolphins held that they got from the Houston Texans. What do you think about that? Um, so that's not going to Justin Fields, right? The 49ers are definitely getting a quarterback, right? Like, Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely going back to the Patriots, right? See, I don't... Maybe they're trying to do a, you know, a little uh, Patrick Mahomes thing, you know? They get get their quarterback, they got... uh, They let him sit for a year behind Jimmy G. If Jimmy G, you know, gets them somewhere, they go... You know, they, they kind of stick with him. If not, then they move on to Justin Fields or slash Trey Lance. But to give up your first rounders for the next two years, I mean, they're not going to have another first, unless via trade, they're not going to have another first round pick until 2024. That's kind of a long time to go without a first round pick. I mean, they're putting a lot of eggs in a basket, especially since, like, Hey, you know what? They just signed Kyle check, so he's coming back. They just signed George Kittle, so they got him locked up. But there's going to be a lot of players like that defense is not going to look the same in 2023. I can guarantee you that. And, you know, are they going to be able to make the right moves in the second, third, fourth, and fifth rounds to bolster their team with young talent? I mean, they, it, it feels like they're, they're kind of edging towards Super Bowl or bust here. But uh, they, I mean, it's a huge, uh, huge gamble. Um, I mean, that's, but that's what you have to if do they're getting their future quarterback, <laughs> that's what you have to do as like a team that is competing. You have to. It's it's Super Bowl bust. Now, obviously, like you know, you don't. You know, you have to have a plan going on there as well. And I'm pretty sure this is the 49ers we're talking about. I mean, uh, who's their GM again? John. Uh, what was his name? Lynch or something? I think his name is John, John Lynch. John Lynch was their GM. Like, they they have to kind of, you know, do what they can to uh, kind of keep the organization going again. Honestly, the 49ers, they, you know, they don't need to really worry too much about the first rounders. I mean, most of their star players have mostly come in the later rounds. You know, guys like Fred Warner, George Kittle. Right. You know, these are guys that came in the later rounds. I mean, obviously, they had, like, Nick Bosa, but I mean, that, that's when they picked in the top three anyway, so... Yeah, I don't think they're too no. worried. They know they, they, they can find value in the later rounds. They know they can restructure guys. They know, uh, you know, you build a winning culture. You're going to have guys that don't want to play there anyways. So right. I, I personally think they aren't too worried about the future. And they know that uh, Jimmy G uh, is not uh, an exceptional player. So, they, they, you know, they, they're looking for the upside in a rookie quarterback here. And Jimmy G is also eating up a good amount of castaways too. So... Right. Situation. They, they need to save some money. Like, hey, get out of here. We got this other guy to ready to back you up. And you know, not a, another thing too. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. Uh, I don't think you want to have to keep relying on Nick. Who the hell is Nick Mullins? Uh, shout out to yeah. Chisel right. for that one. So, yeah, I think it's a, so. Uh, a good yeah. So what you're saying is Trey Lance is going to start Week Six after they <laughs> trade Jimmy G to the Patriots. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I don't think um, like that. And hey. Shout out! Shout out to Trey Lance! Shout out to Trey Lance! <laughs> I think I think Trey Lance. I think that's who they're picking in the third round. You know, I, I do agree. I do believe that they might do the. Uh, um, uh, uh, oh my gosh, Chiefs thing, where um, you know, sit your star behind a veteran for a year, 
Um, and I do believe that I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo now is as good as Alex Smith was when he was on the 49ers. But I do believe like he is a solid veteran quarterback that can teach Trey Lance a, a thing or two about a thing or two. And, you know, once Trey Lance comes on, he could light up the NFC West. So that would be yes. interesting. Let's also not forget sometimes just getting a quarterback, another quarterback in there, you know, and picking up that early, that's enough to tell your starting quarterback, like, yeah, uh, you better get your shit together. <laughs> or else there's other right. guys don't take your job. So, you know, it could light a fire. Unless you're the Jimmy <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean it did. I mean it did work. Like, look at it. Aaron Rodgers had an MVP season. <laughs> you feel me? So it did work. Yeah, they just didn't expect that. They were like, "Oh shit, we got old Rodgers back." I guess we'll Jordan Love gonna have to wait a bit. I'm gonna stick it to the. I'm gonna stick it to the Packers organization by winning them a bunch of games. Holy moly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I, I don't know. I, 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 I put that more towards him getting engaged rather than, uh, you know, him trying to stick it to the to the Packers or whatever. But, but I, also, I also see the appeal of like, hey, you know, if, if, especially for a guy like Jimmy G, who's been, you know, on the cusp of good, not good quarterback, like it could be a motivator to say like, all right, look, mother, motherfucker, somebody is coming for your job. Right. So, yeah, and, and then let's talk about the, what the trade that followed after that. I mean, Miami moving to number twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, decided to move up to number six to trade with the Eagles. And yeah, also giving up on one of those next year first rounds. I'm not sure which one they gave up because they were supposed to have mm-hmm. three. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. First of all, I hate the Eagles because um. <laughs> the, thought the whole reason for y'all tanking that last game was for a good draft spot, and then you just. Now you're drafting after the Giants. So, uh, <laughs> what is that about Eagles? You missed the playoff spot because you're, uh, you know, that's all right. That's all right. I'm not salty. I'm not salty. I would love to have a six and ten win at six and ten team be in the playoffs. I think it's only happened one other time. It's never happened. One of the. Uh, hasn't never happened. I, I remember the Panthers went in, went into the playoffs losing record. Yeah, but, they were uh, seven, eight, and one, I believe, and then I think like two other teams went to seven and nine, six and ten. Never happened. Mm-hmm. Could have been the first, right? But, uh, been but, the first. not to mention they they ruined the uh, they ruined the 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 prophecy of a Giants player beating Tom Brady or beating the Buccaneers in the wild card round because remember the last time the Giants went to the Super Bowl. We also beat the Buccaneers in the wild card round, and then, uh, <laughs> and then eventually faced the Packers in the championship round, right, right, yeah. and then uh, <laughs> made it to the Super Bowl. So, We're so really they ruined the it. prophecy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and you were right. Seven and nine is the worst record. So, anyway, good for the, the uh, Dolphins, though. <laughs> these yeah, guys really took <laughs> these guys really took a free pick and then got a couple extra picks with it and then ended up moving back to <laughs> basically <laughs> uh, in the top six of the draft just like that to probably still get the guy they wanted anyways right because of that QB right. run that these teams are going to make right I mean just the fact that like alright so the Miami Dolphins had one first of all 
let's go all the way back to when when Tunsil posted that photo of himself wearing the bong mask (laughs) 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 and then getting traded to Houston Rocks and getting the best Bill O'Brien deal in the world and how they flipped that into so many first round picks not just for this year but for next year they were still able to get their guy into a Tago Vailoa um, and they were still able to uh, win a win a fair amount of games this season despite the fact that you know it was supposed to be a rebuild year and, I mean you know like the, the, the Miami Dolphins out here playing chess not checkers the problem is it's that their division is so contentious I believe in a- almost any other division aside from maybe the NFC South and the NFC West you know the if the Dolphins made these kind of moves we could probably see them entering a wild card spot but as of right now just based off of the moves that the Jets the Patriots and the uh, Bills have made on paper I think they're going to miss the playoffs again but who cares they have a bunch of picks to just build up continue to build up their team so you know yeah, I definitely I definitely agree bully Dolphins, for them Dolphins they they definitely uh, are definitely on the upward trend, but it just really all depends on Tua at this point. Like, is he mm-hmm. the franchise quarterback? Uh, if he steps up, I mean, they've they got a lot of pieces for him. They added Will Fuller. Um, they're probably going to get... Well, they were in position to draft Penny Sewell. Sewell. Uh, not sure mm-hmm. if they're still going to do that, because Bengals should be picking him, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Bengals... <laughs> no, it's okay. We'll get a tackle later. Like what? Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> Joe Burrow wants the ba- <laughs> I think Joe Burrow wants the the Bengals to pick up Jamar Chase at that spot. Actually, I'm pretty sure Joe Burrow doesn't want to break what? his leg again. He probably wants, <laughs> he probably wants uh, some O line there. <laughs> he probably does. But Joe Burrow is such a tough dude. He's probably just like my leg. I don't need that. I'm gonna get a bionic one anyway. <laughs> when you get my boy up again, for real. But uh, but yeah, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he would not be upset if the Bengals picked Sewell instead of Chase. Man, I think it's really just a question now of who the hell are the Eagles gonna pick? <laughs> I thought y'all wanted Devontas. I thought y'all was getting Devonta Smith and J- or uh, Jamar Chase. Well, dropping the number twelve. I mean, you might have a chance to still get one of those guys, but pretty unlikely. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't even know, man. Um, it, it, I don't know what the Eagles are doing, dog. They're like, I, I, ever since this whole Carson Wentz thing happened, I, I just, I don't know what this, the plan is for this team. I, I mean, some, they're rebuilding uh, like they have to. <laughs> it's, uh, all these old guys have expensive <laughs> contracts. They got no cap room. It's like. They're just going to go into the season, see what they got in Hurts, and if Hurts doesn't play well, then they have two draft picks next got. year. I hate that shit so much. See what they got. See what you, <laughs> know what you got. Actually, no, forget, you forget Hurts, bro. They're going to start fucking Sudfield because they want to see what oh they got. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, well, they might have three. Also, kind of fun. Yeah, I just noticed that now with this move, uh, the NFC East, except for the Washington Football Team, who played 
in the playoffs are now all drafting one right after another. Yeah, I wonder if the Cowboys are going to try to grab somebody the Giants are looking at just to spite them, just like they did uh, oh last gosh. year grab the CD yeah. man because they knew the <laughs> Eagles were going to try to grab him. They were like, nah. For real. It's like, you didn't need CD man. Well, really I mean, honestly, Giants, Giants are in a position to get at least multiple guys that I think we're all, they're probably looking at multiple guys anyway, so I don't mm-hmm. think you need to worry too much about what the Cowboys are doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now that they got, uh, now that the Giants have uh, Kenny Galladay, I do believe, uh, not just Kenny Galladay, but also with Dory Jackson, I do believe it gives them a little bit more leeway into, yeah. uh, you know, who they could pick up and build, so. Most definitely. <sighs> Although we overpaid people, it, it does give us some breathing room to draft. <laughs> I think that's what matters the most. Um, but yeah, back at a free agency talk, because uh, we were trade, uh, trailed a bit there. Um, yeah, I mean, let's talk about the Buccaneers and deciding to, you know, having no cap room at all, but somehow getting everybody back. Yeah, um, first of all, uh, if I haven't said it before, Screw Tom Brady. That's just, uh, <laughs> just a personal thing. Um, Tom Brady can go fuck himself. Uh, second of all, um, how did they get everybody back? Because I thought they had like 500k in cap space left, but apparently they were able to pay uh, Gronk, Shaq Barrett, um, uh, uh, um, the the wide receiver whose name escapes me right now. Good. Chris Godwin. Oh. Godwin, there we go. Thank you. Um, yeah, uh, just uh, re-signing uh, Rojo, and I think they're about to sign Leonard Fournette if they haven't inked that deal yet. They did that. Um, they got Leonard Fournette. Uh, I think they're very close to signing another deal with with, with Leonard Fournette to get him back. No, they did. Oh, they did. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh. All the person yeah. they're missing now is Antonio Brown. Has it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's just like, oh, do they even need A.B.? I mean, A.B. got paid. Yeah, that's right. A.B. won the Super Bowl, so he got this whole, like, million dollars or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't think any other team is going to take A.B., so he's probably either going to run it back with the Bucks or be up and I can't imagine him going anywhere else. Um, not until this whole, like, like, lawsuit court thing is done and over with. But and then would he want to play anywhere else? I, I don't know. Um, I yeah. just uh, someone someone I made a post. <laughs> I agree, but someone made a post that uh, was actually very interesting to me. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, Bucks obviously deciding to get the band back together. But think about it in hindsight, they didn't improve anywhere. No, they just reassigned all the guys so they didn't get better this offseason something no, interesting no, they just wanna... well every I mean, other team is planning to get Bowl, but... <laughs> <laughs> that is true but every other team is planning to get better so y'all just playing to stay the same I mean you won the Super Bowl yeah. but you did go 11-5 you did struggle a bit during the season you did get lucky a bit in the playoffs let's be real going up against a 7-9 Washington team uh, going mm-hmm. up against uh Saints team with a quarterback with a fading arm. Yeah. And, uh, Not just against a, a waiting arm, but a waiting arm, a broken cartilage, and broken ribs. Mm-hmm. And then going up against a Packers team that decided, hey, let's uh, kick a field goal. We 
we should yeah. be scoring a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, going against a very timid Packers team. But, I mean, the Packers getting beat in the championship round, what else is there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I just find that interesting, oh. but we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, one thing yeah. we could say is they will get a full offseason this time around. So, you know, all that all that talk at the beginning of the year, we're like, oh, yeah, they might not gel together. Well, they've played a full year, and they're going to have a full offseason, so that shouldn't be an excuse. But but here's the thing, they're gonna have a down year this year, and it's gonna hit them. It's gonna hit them in the mouth. Like it, it, they're really gonna get popped in the mouth because one of the big things is that they really took advantage of a season where like a, a bunch of good players opted out of the season due to COVID. Um, you know, and uh, like luckily they're not gonna have to go against the gauntlet that is the New Orleans Saints anymore. But I do believe that the Carolina Panthers are gonna be far better. Um, I do believe that Atlanta Falcons are going to stop their choking ways for a season to like get better, and um, uh, and and they're going against the AFC East uh, this season. Uh, yeah, I do believe the AFC East goes against the NFC South this season. Yep. So they're going to have to go against some real tough playoff caliber teams and some teams that are, you know that just want to pop Tom Brady in the mouth. I mean. A lot of these young guys that's coming on, especially in the Jets and on the Patriots. Uh, I mean, that revenge, that that revenge game with Bro. Bill Belichick <laughs> and Tom Brady. Patriots versus Buccaneers is not a prime time game. <laughs> they better flex that. Shit, <laughs> yeah, they better flex it because that is gonna be. But you know, come on, it's the NFL. <laughs> yeah, no, all they a... talk about is Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Pretty much. Yeah, so uh, I know, can't wait for that Monday games, night or Sunday night game. games. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I'm ready for that national television, nationally televised game, though. It has to be. At this point, it has to be because not only are the Patriots back with the absolute squad, but, you know, now Belichick gets his revenge and gets to say, like, look, I took a down year because I was just so tired of winning so often. <laughs> I wanted to know what losing felt like. You know? um, but I don't know who to root for. Uh, is my hatred for Tom Brady greater than my hatred for the Patriots? Yes. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you're Because right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually like Bill Belichick. So that's really yeah. like, okay with the Patriots. I don't like Tom Brady. Yeah, Belichick <laughs> is a fucking savage. Don't get me wrong. I still hate the Patriots. I wish nothing but the worst for them. But, oh, yeah, but Belichick is a savage, and, and I respect the hell out of him. Uh, Tom Brady, I mean, he's a Trump supporter. And not to get political on you, but he's a Trump <laughs> <laughs> Which means he's probably an asshole. So, uh, <laughs> be rooting for the Bucks to lose. Also, that Super Bowl was so boring. It was like, the first Super Bowl I got, you know, to watch my girl, and and I'm like, yeah, the Super Bowl is great. It's so exciting, and it's just like, oh, it's a fucking blowout? Alright. I, I guess. It was just, it was, <sighs> it was more disappointing than anything. Like, really? The Chiefs just decide yeah. to not be themselves today yeah. or days. Like, no, you know, very little adjustments, you know. I mean, I feel like there could have been a lot more screens in the game, but, um, you know, some quicker plays to, to get uh, Patrick Mahomes in a rhythm, but they kind of, you know, 
kept on trying to do the deep balls and kept on trying to, I don't know, have... I mean, their team was also very, uh, very injured. True, true. The they, were, yeah, they didn't have... Yeah, yeah, you're right. The Chiefs were playing without two of their star uh, offensive line. So, I understand that. So, uh, hopefully, you know, is, it, is this next Super Bowl going to be on Fox? Oh, I'm not sure. Like ESPN got this? I'm not, I can't remember exactly. Yeah, because I remember, of like, <laughs> and this is funny, but close to a decade ago, uh, my mom pointed out that uh, some of the best Super Bowls have been hosted by Fox. That is true. Um, for whatever reason, and it's like, and it's not even just like the matchups, but the 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 halftime shows hit. You know, the the like, it's usually a great matchup. Um, the commercials also bangers. Uh, so. I, you know, I'm I'm excited. I'm you know I'm I'm definitely excited. But uh, um, let's see. Uh, the next Super Bowl. Uh, anyway, whatever it is, I just hope that the next Super Bowl is is far better, and that uh, the year after we get Giants versus. Wait, no, I owe a bet with Will. So next year it has to be Cardinals versus Raiders, <laughs> and then yeah, the year man. after. Cardinals versus Raiders. Yeah, uh, what? Yeah, I said Excuse that. Me? It, like the Cardinals, the Cardinals are gonna end up in the Super Bowl in like 2022. Oh well, I, I mean, do believe that. That's not a terrible bet to make, but I don't know, man. It's very that, that <laughs> NFC West, man. They're gonna fuck you up. Yeah, that's a gauntlet. That's a gauntlet. But the Cardinals are building themselves a nice little squad. Um. You know, I just need Cliff Kingsbury to come up with a different play outside of, hey, Kyler, can you juke those three dudes and get a touchdown for us? <laughs> <laughs> or, hey, Kyler, can you just throw it to D-Hop and hope for the best? Once they can come up with a different play than those two, I think Cardinals uh, will be all right. So as it turns out, Super Bowl 56 is NBC. Uh, oh, so, yeah. I hate NBCs. <laughs> I mean, at least how, uh, how Michael is going to be there. He's always a treat. Try true, true. I do enjoy it. Oh, Actually, what if Breeze is there? They should put Breeze on that game. Ooh, that would Super be Bowl. fantastic. Yeah. Forget Collinsworth. Forget uh, Collinsworth out of there. <laughs> put Breeze yeah. and Al, Al Michaels. That's the, that's right. the duo right there. Yep, Fox had uh, Super Bowl. Uh, Fox had the uh, Super Bowl in 2020. Uh, Chiefs 49ers. That was a banger. Um, let's see. Super Bowl 51. That was... Oh, Patriots versus Falcons. The dreaded 28-3 to game. I mean... I hate the hated outcome, the but, outcome, but... But it wasn't a Super Bowl. <laughs> you can't front that. <laughs> that was a banger. Ooh, but the one before that was the Seahawks versus the Broncos. That one... That was the blowout, 43-8. to Yeah, you can't recall that one, banger. Mm-hmm. That was just... That was just nah, nah, nah. I mean, like, defensively, 
defensively though, that one was pretty nice, but but nah, that one was a success. And then before that, Steelers versus Packers. Uh, yeah, Steelers versus Packers. Mike Tomlin versus Mike McCarthy. That one was, all, and I think that was Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers' first Super Bowl, only Super Bowl. Yeah, because we all know how <laughs> many championship games this man going to. Yep, and then before that, my favorite uh, Giants versus Patriots, baby. Woo! Yes, sir. The undefeated Patriots, too. 2008, man. So, um, yeah, I mean, what's that? The past, uh, so the past five, no, the past four times Fox has held it. Uh, or the past five times Fox has held it. We've had four bangers. I mean, hey. <laughs> always, always, you know, hoping that uh, Fox and host the Super Bowl. Like, that's just. What was the last one that NBC had? Uh, wasn't it? Uh, or the last one was CBS. Or... Yeah, this past one was CBS. I remember because it's Tony Romo. Yeah. <laughs> it was just right. going off about what's going on with the Chiefs, man. What's going on with Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. That was an amazing throw. <laughs> like, it just happened so disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for that. <laughs> it bro. They were like, like, what do we even say at this point? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh... But yeah, I don't think anybody could have expected uh, that. That was, that was tough. That was definitely tough to watch. Um, the last one NBC had was in 2018. Um, oh, was that the Snooze Fest? No, that was Eagles versus Patriots. Oh, okay. Yeah. NBC, I feel like, is more hit and miss. That, that one was a good Super Bowl, but that was the Super Bowl that nobody wanted to watch. Because, I mean, Eagles fans and Patriots fans. Uh. Oh, and then the one before that was 2015, where we were talking about uh, Seahawks and the two yard line. Yeah. Wow, have the Patriots really been in the last. Yeah, the Patriots. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is this. Am I reading this right? The. The last three games hosted by NBC, the Patriots have been on all of them. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the tiebreaker was the... Oh, no. Uh-huh. No, no, never mind. Yeah. The tiebreaker was uh, NBC, uh, the, the Steelers and Cardinals. That was what NBC was. I, was I can't... I, I honestly forget which, <laughs> which one was on what networks. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, they just no. added it. They just uh, added ESPN. They're gonna start adding ESPN to the rotation. Nice. Yeah, because ESPN nice. used to host it like back in the eighties, but that's not nice. No, I mean, crew is usually black. I mean, I like. I, I don't know. I, I do like. I like some. Of, I like some of their morning shows. I, I like Greeny. Um, I think he's pretty cool. Um, I mean, more like I think Scott Van Pelt is. Right. Yeah, yeah, true. He's like all the way Yeah, I don't know what's up with. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. ESPN used to used to be the standard, but uh, 
I mean, I watch uh, Stephen A. Smith now, and I'm just like, I, before it used to be entertaining, but now it's gotten so political, and, and even when it's not political, they're just fucking out of their asses. <laughs> Man, this is this is kind of garbage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, golly gee, when's Scott Van Pelt coming back? Put him back and just have him run the show for forever instead of shoving him into, like, the late night after college football game on a Thursday evening. Excuse me, type of schedule, but uh, uh, yeah, I think uh, we run on a little bit long. So, if there's anything else you want to talk about in free agency, any other moves you felt were worthy of discussion? Um, yeah, we have been running a little bit long. I think we went off on a long tangent there. Super. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's what happens when we don't talk about football that often, man. It just, it's so much stuff. It's just, <laughs> you're just trying to get it all out. So much, so much to catch up on. Yeah, you're so right. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we kind of previously, um, yeah, you know, look, the Patriots, the Texans, the Jets, like, basically the teams with cap space made some crazy moves. Um, Giants overpaid dudes, but kind of helped themselves in the long run. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, I think the Lions, you know, they have a habit of signing Saints players. Mm-hmm. So them <laughs> signing more Saints players does not surprise me. Uh, Green Bay Packers uninspired. I don't know. I think I think we covered everything. Oh, how could I forget? The Chicago freaking Bears, man. Signing the Red Rocket. Oh, man. Andy Dalton. Yo, the funniest that's, thing about that, bro, is when they made the QB1 post... The comments on that dog, I was crying. Oh, everybody was roasting them. (laughs) 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 I was like, yo, y'all shouldn't have, bro. Delete that. Yeah. (laughs) That should have been one that was kind of swept under the rug, man. And, And Andy Dalton basically being like, yeah, I came here because. They gave me the security of being a starter, so you know I'm like, I'm ready to play. And I'm just like, oh, honey, oh, and, you know, <laughs> that poor franchise, man. Oh man, I, I, mean, I, th- you know, I, I, I think Andy Dalton play, but I feel like th- that's the problem, though. He can play. Look, the Bears even had to fight for playoffs or fight to take. They're doing neither by signing. <laughs> That's so true. Man. They just keep staying in this middle limbo, and then they're not good enough to get one of the to get you know like at least close to somewhere close or far in the playoffs, and they're not bad enough to get a pretty good draft pick spot. They're just in limbo, dog. It's just right, right. Oh man, what's what's the over under on uh, Khalil Mack uh, re- requesting a trade next year? What do you think? Plus, plus 700? <laughs> I think, doesn't his contract end next year or the year after? I don't know. I think, yeah, I think his, his contract is definitely running out. But I think he has, like, one more year after this one. Um, he probably going to be like, yo, don't you dare franchise tag me. <laughs> <laughs> you franchise tag me, I'm retiring. <laughs> Jesus Let's Christ. see. Yeah. Oh, he's been with Chicago for three years, so yeah, I think this is gonna be the last year of his contract. Interesting. I wonder how that's gonna play out. Yeah. Oh man. 
Wait, wherever Khalil Mack ends up after this? Oh, wait, sorry. He signed a six-year, $141 million contract with the Bears. So he still has a couple of years left. Oh, Oh, no. no. Oh, no. Return of the Mack. (laughs) Return of the Mack. Nah, he's going to... I think he's going to restructure the contract and seek a trade. I, I, I don't think he wants to be on this team for, for much longer. I mean, like, goodness gracious, I think he'd be better on the Raiders <laughs> than he would be better with the Raiders than he would be with the Bears, man. Like, you make a good point. At least the Raiders, the Raiders are retarded. Yeah, unfortunately, like, that's, that should be a team that, that should make it to the playoffs, right? But... Some of their free agency moves. I mean, they literally decided to just destroy their whole O line. So, we'll uh, see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> True. Good luck to Josh Jacobs. But yeah, that's that's all I have. Yeah, I mean, that's all the moves for now. I mean, we get into a, a whole bunch of them. We're gonna we're gonna be here all day, you know. <laughs> it's... Yeah, 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 for real. Um, hey, hey. Everyone, look forward to what we have coming up next. We're actually going to be bringing up a mock draft, uh, just the first round. We may also be having a guest appearance. Hmm? Oh, oh, someone else than us two. Interesting. Yeah, I finally don't have to listen to your voice all day. No. Yeah, I'm sick and tired of just your voice too, buddy. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have that out. coming up soon. So uh, look forward to that, and yeah, uh, nothing else to say, unless you got something else. Uh, no, um, just, you know, stay safe, well, and uh, I love you. Yeah, uh, look forward to more OD Sports episodes, more football, hopefully we should be getting more back, uh, getting more back, getting back into the group of things. Yep. Uh, yep. That's a big hopefully there. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yes, big hope, big hope. I have so many problems, but but uh, no, you know, uh, the, we're finally settling to the new spot. Uh, yeah, to the new spot. I'm just trying to, you know, figure out uh, this job situation and you know get back on a steady schedule. But I'm not working graveyards anymore, so I uh, should have a lot more free time and a lot more energy to commit. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Without further ado, y'all. St- Take it easy. Peace out, guys. Thanks for hanging with us.